and welcome to Podcasts Are Wonderful. This week we will be talking about the Flophouse, episode 128, featuring Elliot Kalen, Dan McCoy, and Stuart Wellington. But first, we're going to talk to our guest. You know this man as a professional poker player who has won over $3 million in prize money. But he hung it all up just to take on his first love, Pro Tour Magic the Gathering playing. Please welcome the world champion of professional magic, the gathering, Tom Pickle. Tom, glad to have you on the show. Hello, people. Um, it's great to be on the show. Uh, I love to go around the world and spread the gospel of Pro Tour Magic the Gathering to all the people out there so they know just how cool it is. Because I'm kind of the bad boy of Pro Magic the Gathering. And uh, I like to come around in my leather jacket uh, with my, you know, cool shades on and uh, just let people know magic is not just for nerds. It's for the cool bros, too. So what do you have to do to be a professional in playing Magic the Gathering? Well, it's easy. First of all, you buy a bunch of cards. <laughs> They're pretty expensive, so it helps if you have over $3 million from right. winning professional poker prizes yeah. uh, to buy these cards with. So you buy the cards... You know, you, you practice a lot. You play online yeah. and stuff like that. You know, you get in on the heats to uh, advance within the pro magic, uh, you know, game. Just get up there in the ranks, and then eventually you're up at the top. And that's where I am. I'm up at the top. I'm looking down at all those fools down below like an apprentice wizard, um, tapping his one blue mana to get three colorless mana to his mana pool um and i can play that ability as an interrupt anytime i want so it's important to <laughs> really be a pro so like your, me your abilities to interrupt with talking about cards absolutely yes so how and much I mana well, does that and, take? and i love to do that <laughs> i love interrupting how much mana does that take um i don't know if it takes you know literal mana but and it really for a guy like me yeah, it's, it's what i prefer have. to do it yeah, doesn't you cost have me anything to have mana it's true. So, why would you give up all your professional poker to play? What glamour did Magic have on you? Like, uh, I see what you mean. Uh, well, you know, a lot of people think of poker as kind of a, you know, a glamorous okay. occupation for a person to have. They think they see these uh, professional poker players or dealers on reality shows like Big Brother and they yeah. say, whoa, that person looks really cool. I wish I was them. But here's the dirty secret. It's not that cool. No. It's actually for fools. Yeah. And in fact, I prefer to play Magic the Gathering because um, I mm -hmm. played it when I was a teenager and uh, It actually does teach you like strategy. Kind of. Definitely. I think that really helped me in my poker playing. Uh, just having that Magic the Gathering background. I was able to just look at the field um, as though I was A ribbon snake <laughs> with two power and three toughness and I could fly a snake that could fly but ribbon snakes can do that because they're blue uh, creatures and a lot of the blue creatures can fly and uh, so are you just going to keep on picking random cards out of there to talk about <laughs> shut up. in the show shut up okay uh, when, I, when I was a poker player it was like I was invisible okay I was just Everybody who plays poker uh, wears the cool shirts with their collars popped, and they uh, wear the, the 
cool haircuts. They, they've got like mohawks and stuff. Um, everybody has sunglasses. Everybody has leather jackets. I would. Everybody wears vinyl pants that squeak when you walk. <laughs> um, so I didn't really stand out in that crowd because I was just one of many. Whereas when you go to these Magic the Gathering tournaments, and you um, these dudes, these dudes are freaking nerd bows. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Ner- the Magic the Gathering is for cool people now. It's not for nerds. Uh, I'm part of that push, and so. Uh, everybody should get into Magic the Gathering. I'm actually, I've been, uh, sponsored by Wizards of the Coast. Like, just last week I was talking to, um, Heather Hudson, the illustrator of many great cards, uh, about the big changes that are going on in the Magic the Gathering field. And, uh, I'm just really thrilled about it. And every step I take is like another, uh, another brick in the wall of, Magic the Gathering being cool for everybody to watch. Because, so, I mean, right now you can get turn on ESPN2 at any time and see, you know, people look just like me playing professional poker. But cool. you, it, you only see Magic the Gathering on there maybe once a year or something like that. Yeah. I want to change that. I want there to be a Magic uh, TV channel yeah. that yeah. you can just watch it 24-7. So, can you... Do you do things like betting on Magic? Well... Let me just say, as a licensed uh, promoter for Wizards of the Coast, I've got to say, no way. Um, let's just turn off the recorder for a second, and we'll just mm-hmm. talk you and me. The bullet's always on. Oh, okay, great. Uh, and- this is not um, part of the podcast, but I just want to let you know. Yes, there's a ton of betting uh, behind the scenes. Like, $100 a draw phase. $1,000 per yeah. discard. Um, like when you tap your creature to... Uh, oh, none of these tap. Um, when you tap your... When you tap your fairy to, uh, you know, take a fairy from your hand and put it directly into play as though we're just summoned. Uh, that doesn't have mana cost, but that does have a money cost. That's $20 you that you put into that? the pot. Well, you oh, put all this so money into the win. pot. Then the winner takes all, so baby. So $1,000 each Unless you're playing um, Two-Headed Giant or an Emperor game or something like that, a team game, uh, then you would have to split the, the winnings with your yeah. partner. But these games get nuts, okay? Just last week in an unlicensed, unofficial game, yeah, I won $40,000 on this thing. I was playing with guys like uh, Ned, Harp- Ned Harpo. Ned Harpo. <laughs> Jerry Smith, okay. Who are you rolling with? I, exactly. I was playing with uh, Ken Hiroshimi. I was playing with mm-hmm. just these hands were going fast and furious. You didn't, I mean, and the girls they had on their arms. Oh my hey, God. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> this is a. <laughs> we're not okay. on the podcast. I can say whatever I, I want. I know, but this is a child zone. Whatever. You talk they about. They hear about cuss words, but they don't hear about that. They don't okay, well, let me just say. You talk about tapping your mountains to get red mana. You could tap these girls for lots of red mana because oh, they have those big mountains. Up. I just told you not to talk about that. My kid is watching us from underneath the door. <laughs> hey, stop! He's probably gonna go look, see, and go to his sister and say, "Give me a hundred mana or something." <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize, but I just gotta say, I mean, these nope. girls, like the like the flavor text on Spellblast says, um, in sixth edition, 
call it the thinking mage's version of brute force. Um, when you see these girls, your heart is going to be the thinking mage's version of brute force when it's about popping out your chest because of how hot these ladies are. And that's not force. That was, uh, you could say I used a little brute force on making that work, but, uh, maybe we should start recording again. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. So, do you have any competitors in the... Oh, yeah. We were talking about it off the air. Um, but there's guys like Ken Hiroshima, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Todd... Todd Smoky Mountains. Um, I think I like Todd Green or something that you said. Oh, yeah. There's a, definitely Todd Green. He's, well, he's kind of past his prime. Uh, a lot of these days, he'll cast a, uh, <laughs> he'll cast a Windrake thinking it's a, he'll cast a Windrake thinking it's a Dematerialize. <laughs> and those are totally different cards. One's a creature. The other is a sorcery with a flashback of two blue mana and five five generic mana so you know that that guy is losing it but um then you got like uh sam yoda charleston just popping out these uh lanawar elves like they were going out of style and it's just crazy man yeah uh so yeah these are kind of my top guys that are up against me in the the tournament field but I'm number one obviously i've won the last four years in a row i continue to dominate and the, uh, you know, the lesser, the, the heats going up to the Pro Tour. Uh, I'll play any kind of uh, tournament you want. Listed, unlisted. Um, I'll, I'll toss some banned cards in there once in a while, if that's allowed. Um, I've got a ton of, like, unglued and unhinged. And uh, I'm a real funny guy as well. So those cards really appeal to me and my sense of humor. So after this podcast, would you teach me a little bit about magic? Uh, sure, if you got like uh, $3,000 an hour to, to pay me for that. Hey, please. You don't go up to Barack Obama and say, hey, buddy, could you give me a free lesson at being the president, okay? He's going to sure charge you. nice enough to tell you something, some helpful Okay, tips. here, I got, a, I got a tip for you. Don't get your cards wet, buddy. <laughs> uh, no, but, but for real, one time when I was a teenager... Um, my brother spilt orange juice on my cards, and it really pissed me off. Wow. I, I haven't spoken to him since. He's homeless oh. now. Oh. He was well. Don't get too excited for him because he was a veteran of the war, the Iraq War. He well, probably shot I'm some. Gonna be sad no. for him. <laughs> don't. A homeless veteran. <laughs> he probably shot some babies or something, dude. We got to hate veterans because there's a possibility they did something like that. Yeah. But his thing was reporting for cutie. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that either. But hey, it's like it's like the flavor text for woolly mammoths say. Uh, mammoths may be good to ride on, but they're certainly bad to fall off of. And that is very That'd true, true. about like uh, Black Hawk helicopters, yeah. uh, which my brother was a pilot of. Uh, or anything like that. Yeah. You know, a tank, maybe. So, yeah, veterans, think, no good. I think what They that... should all be homeless. It's okay if they have PTSD, all that stuff. PTSD? Yeah, post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh. Like, if you get shot at a lot... No, um, that's not... Your brains really might get scrambled I up. I think we're a little bit all broken off down. this. I think we're a little off on this matter. Let's... You get it kind of cuckoo bananas about, uh... 
people slamming doors around you or sneaking up on you and stuff, and you might choke them out. Yeah. Um, my brother never did anything like that. He was a real straight shooter. Uh, when I saw him at you know family reunions and stuff, I didn't ever go talk to him, but uh, I would see him, you know, pushing my grandma around in her wheelchair, feeding her because her hands don't work anymore. Um, you know, giving the kids uh, piggyback rides around the family reunion, all that stuff. And then his bad hip from the war where he got shot uh, started flaring up a little bit. He wasn't able to work anymore. Aww. He became homeless. And uh, yeah, it's probably karmic payback for all those babies he shot in Iraq. So, do you have a Mrs. Pickle? <laughs> I knew we would get to this eventually. I told you about those mountains earlier. Okay. Uh, um, don't talk like that. Just tell us. Is she uh, nice? Is she good at cooking? Just things like that. Not is she well, good at Well, let me just say, things. there is no Mrs. Pickle. I'm a single man. Oh, uh, back in the days of uh, playing poker, they used to call me the stud, as in seven-card stud, but also as in, you know, dating lots of beautiful women. And... You know, the, the ladies that come to the Magic tournaments are maybe not quite as hot as the ones that come to poker games. True. But I'm still laying them down left and right. Uh, Front no, and center. No, <laughs> up no, and down. No, no, no. Backwards and forwards. Shut up. Shut up. You think of any of the big numbers, nope. and I'm doing those numbers in the bedroom. No. Shut up. It's I'm nasty. talking two ways. I'm talking three ways. No. I'm ta- talking 69s. Sometimes we'll pull out a 420 and smoke a little marijuana in the bedroom. It's all good uh, in the neighborhood uh, of my bedroom. Uh, lately, I've been dating... Uh... <laughs> I've been dating Sarah... Oh, shit. That's not a creature. <laughs> Lately, I've been dating Sarah Gorilla Warrior White. Uh, she's a real hottie, um, as her name would make you believe. She's uh, a, looks like a gorilla and she's white. She's gorilla like Warrior? Sarah yeah. Gorilla Warrior White? Uh, well, like well, her last name is White. Gri- oh. <laughs> she is an albino. She is an albino. I'll give you that. So but, she's an albino gorilla with armor on? No, she's a she's a human lady. She's just a little hairy, that's all. Oh. Uh, but, hey, I like him that way. Uh, when, we, when I go to make out, nope. I want to come away with hairs in my teeth, if you know what I'm saying. No, I don't know what you're saying. And I don't want to know. Well, because we make out really hard, and um, she's got no. a lot of hair around her mouth. No. And uh, I get that up in my teeth. Yeah. Uh, usually, I have to date men because of that, because uh, usually women don't have mustaches or beards. True. Uh, so I end up with women or men a lot of times. But I was really nice, great to meet Sarah. Um, I may have found the one. Uh, I don't want to. Okay, I shouldn't have put that out on the podcast. Okay. Okay, okay, I'm back. I don't want to get home and have Sarah be like, oh, I heard on the podcast, you're going to be proposing to me any minute now, aren't you? Uh, That's not necessarily true, Sarah. Hold your horses. Um, This is a real trained Armadon situation. 
Um, these are its last days. Better to grow broad and heavy. Better that the enemy is crushed beneath its carcass. That's the flavor text on that one. And that's true about our uh, relationship as well. It's better that we stay, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend for a long time. Get this carcass nice and big so that when we see our enemies um, and we decide to get married and, and crush them with our carcass, um, that works. So, yeah, they're, they're, I don't have a wife necessarily, but uh, I do have a couple of kids out there. Little Tom Jr. and uh, Dill. I did name my son Dill Pickle. That's a little bit of a joke, um, but it is true. Name, uh, why did you make your son's name a joke? Well, it was my my girlfriend at the time, Lucille Lucille Murfors. Uh, she was not for it. She was totally against it. But I kind of, uh, she got one of those epidurals in the hospital. And uh, once the baby popped out, she was out like a light. So luckily when the nurses came in to, with the forms to name the baby, I was able to write that down right away. And uh, it's stuck ever since. And um, so long as you don't tell anyone what his last name is, it doesn't sound that weird when you introduce yeah, him as Dill. Yeah. Um, people might think is you're saying Bill or something like that instead. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that would, what he'd say his name to is... Yeah. yeah, dill, bill, pickle. Maybe so. Uh, and also, uh, that's a joke from Rugrats, and I'm a huge fan of Rugrats. I love Tommy. I love I Chucky. I really watch it. you never seen it? No, oh, no, dude, no. you're missing out. you got to start back at episode one and just bend your way through because okay, it is the best. Okay, uh, these babies, they get into all kinds of mischief. They open the gate to their playpen and go roam around the house. Um, Angelica is there. She's a real piece of work. Yeah. Uh, she's the oldest one. She's like three instead of a baby. And she's a real grade A bitch, okay? Yeah. She um, can talk, though, at three. And she bosses them around. I've only watched it twice. Yeah. And then the, the, the kids are, like, uh, pulling cookies out of the cookie jar. They are playing video games they're not supposed to. They are taking mom's purse and hiding it in the yard. They are pulling the dog's tail. Um, just all these classic bits that are, are just, um, have really influenced comedy going forward. Yeah. And I, I would say that you couldn't have, um, you know, the Colbert Report without Rugrats. Uh, it's a big influence on comedy as a whole. Yeah. You know, things like community that people love, The Office, um, Parks and Recreation. All of these have a direct line back to Rugrats and, uh... <laughs> I don't think community... It, you could say it's like these babies grew up to be all these different shows. So, for you, are you going to do anything else in your future? Well, I'm just taking it one tournament at a time. Um, you know, I'm humble. I know that there are little kids coming up. They see me. They, they hear me talk about Rugrats. They go back and watch that. They learn from the best. And then they iterate on that. They come up with new strategies that I have to counteract. And, uh, of course, I do every time. I annihilate them completely. But someday, maybe, you know, my brain might go, something like that. I might start pissing in my pants and, um, you know, having to wear diapers to tournaments and stuff. I don't plan on that having to happen for maybe 30 years or more yet. How old are you right now? I'm uh, 42. Yeah, 70? so Yeah, I'm thinking 70s is maybe when I might, you know... It's possible I might get Alzheimer's or uh, become yeah. senile or something like that. And it's possible I won't even remember what the cards do. I might see a, uh, I might see a school of piranhas and think it's a, a black card when it's a blue card, actually. 
um, and it caused blue mana, but I'll think it's black mana. I'll tap that black mana and give myself mana burn. That's the kind of thing that I have to worry about every mana day. Mana burn? What's that? Um, that's a mechanic of Magic the Gathering. So, yeah, like I'm saying, these kids, they're coming up. Maybe they'll be able to beat me someday. I don't think so. Um, and I'm looking into getting my head installed into, like, a, a mechanical body. Maybe, like, a steampunk kind of thing. Like, yeah. a, an artifact card. It's possible I might, you know, start to go downhill in the mental faculties someday. Or maybe my my arms will get so wasted and the muscles will be so atrophied. I won't be able to lift cards or roll my dice anymore. I guess I'm just kind of uh, building up a nest egg for that future. Uh... And then if that ever happens, maybe I can hire a kid to play for me and I just tell him what I want him to do. Another thing I've been doing is I've been investing in mind control technology. Mm. And so I could just wear a hat that broadcasts my, my thoughts to this kid and then um, I can just live as him. So well, when your brain goes bad and you told the kid to do whatever, it'll still be bad. Oh, true. Yeah. I guess in that in that eventuality uh my idea is that my brain hasn't gone bad something i've been looking into is uh like endorsement deals i would love to you know have my own nike shoes out there just for people to play magic the gathering and have like a they have the support you need for sitting in a chair all day a elvish berserker on the side yeah definitely you don't need that swoosh you need that elvish berserker uh preferably with the original art from uh Paolo Parente, but um, I'll take whatever I can get because that is one of my top favorite cards. Did you play? No, not really. I'm just doing what you're doing and taking cards out right now. Hey, 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 hey. That People aren't supposed to know I'm doing that, okay? <laughs> Maybe once in a while the, the, the shoes, you know, you, you sell them the shoes in a sealed box. They can't see what it is. And then maybe one pair in a hundred um, is a foil pair. And they are all shiny. And you got the rare ones. Wouldn't that be cool? Mm. Of course, Wait. you couldn't dry, dry, try them on then. So that might be an issue. I don't know. We'll, why, we'll... why would you seal them and not let them be open? Because then people would just open them until they found the foil pack. True. Yeah. But, you know, that's something to, sh- to nail down with Nike. Um, I've also you been... You could just go to the store manager and say, hey, like, the, they have a key for the boxes. So you had to buy them, and then they would key them? Yeah, true. That could be it. But then the people that work at the store might, to charge might, more. might hide the foil ones on there for themselves yeah. or something like that. So, you know, we're we're still thinking about it. We're yeah. figuring it out. We're ironing out the kinks. But, uh, you know, if you get on Steam right now, you could check out that Magic the Gathering tournament um, game they've got out there. I believe it's free to play, and then you uh, pay to unlock things and stuff. That's pretty cool. I'm trying to work on my own version where um, it's kind of a simulation where you play as me, and then you go to a real Pro Tour tournament, and then you play the cards, and that's its own mini game. I I would not have it actually playing Magic the Gathering because I don't own the rights to the rules or anything like that, but maybe like a Bejeweled clone or what is that, that Candy Crush, something like that. You could do that to see who wins the tournament. Um, I'm trying to get my own energy drinks out there. Uh, they're called pickle juice. They're not. They don't taste like pickles. They taste like yeah. actual. You know. Uh, I like to say. What, what would be the picture on the side? Well, of course, it's it, gonna be. It would be. Uh, it'd be a harvest worm, definitely, because, uh, like I say, because 
It has three toughness and two attack. Duh. Well, you really want to attack. You want to attack your your sleepiness, but then you need that toughness to keep you going through the day. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, it is good that it has two attack and three toughness. But also, it's a green creature, right? <laughs> yeah. Where does the green come from? Nature. The green mana? No, it comes from the forest, buddy. And my pickle juice mm-hmm. energy drinks had the flavors of all the fruits of the forest. So pickles are pickle too. Why no pickles are vegetables? Yeah, pickles are vegetables, and um, they are pickled. Yeah, that would be kind of brine if you if you made a pickle juice energy yeah. drink, and that's not good for you. Too much sodium. Uh, I did trust me. I looked into that. I dumped a lot of caffeine into pickle juice, <laughs> but uh, as it turns out, people don't like to drink that. They would prefer like a fruit drink when they get their energy drinks. So we went with that. You know, do I do I feel like it, it was a mistake in the marketing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, do I feel like it was the right move to take? Yes. Uh, I think that was the way to go. It's responding. Ve- mm. People in the focus groups are responding very well to it. Um, we got the art on the side by Jeff A. Menges. Uh, that's the guy that did the gri- Grizzly Bears in one of the first editions of Magic. Mm. That illustration. So he put that harvest worm on the side. He did the fonts. Actually... The nutrition information. We did a separate, like a neat graph thing. We had uh, Melissa Benson do that. Um, she's one of the best yeah. magic artists out there. So that was great. So yeah, that's my future. So we talked about your present. We talked about your past. We talked about future. I think we should go to the podcast. Great idea. Let's do it. always we got twitter we got facebook you can tell a friend email me at podcastforwonderful at gmail.com just tell me anything i would like a connection with any fan and luckily some people left us some itunes reviews so i feel that connection i feel that connection to jacqueline xo uh jacqueline is one of the top people in this planet i would say when, when it comes to the greats okay you've got jackie robinson you've got martin luther king you got barack obama You've got Jackie Chan, absolutely. And you've got Jacqueline, Jacqueline XO. A lot of people say the the key to world peace is to try and figure out, you know, a way for all these different people to work together. Uh, I think the way to world peace is for everybody just to listen to Jacqueline XO. Just listen to everything she has to say and follow that to the letter and everyone is going to get along with everyone. But that isn't the only person that left us a review this week. We also had one from Slainer117. The slay in that name is for slaying the ladies because he's a real lady killer. And he has them stacked up like cordwood outside of his bedroom because they're all begging to get in. They bang on his door and he says, Who's there? And they say, it's us, the ladies. We want to have sex with you. Okay, shut up. (laughs) Right now. And he only lets them in one at a time because he's a gentleman. And then he pushes them out the window. But this is a kid-ish show. (laughs) I should not be saying this around you, you're saying? Yes. I can't help it. It's Slainer117. Have you seen that guy? Yes, but you you can just say... He's very, very lovable. He's definitely lovable. By the ladies, that is. They love to hug him in a naked fashion. Oh, shut (laughs) up. What rising hug him? Okay, shut up. (laughs) You're not allowed to listen to Robin Thicke songs anymore. But, uh, Slainer... I don't know what that means. 
Okay, shut up. But yeah, Slainer is like if if you took the Fonz and put him into the Steve Urkel cool machine that separates you into the dorky side and the cool side, he is what would come out of the cool side because he is that freaking cool. He could jump a shark and make it look awesome and not lame. He is one of the top. I'm pretty sure anyone that jumps out of and jumps a shark is cool. Well, a lot of people think that that was the turning point that made Happy Days a bad show. So maybe you're wrong and you need to learn some things. I didn't watch that. Shut up, I'm trying to talk about my man Slainer. So yeah, Jacqueline XO, Slainer117. These two people should probably, I don't know, 2016 is coming around. It's about time to vote for a new president. I don't know, I would say... Maybe President Jacqueline, Vice President Slainer. Uh, maybe they could be co-president together. Yeah. Uh, something like that. We just, we need to get these people, they need to be in a leadership role yeah. is what I'm saying. Uh, because they obviously had their head on correctly, on the top of their shoulders. And they have the popularity and the just rugged good looks that will be very easy to vote into yeah. office. And I love them with all of my heart. Uh, so that was our iTunes reviews this week. So I want to tell you about a new project by myself and my podcast partner, Alex. Listeners have asked that we take a crack at live streaming us playing video games together, so we're giving that a try. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Alex. All one word, no spaces. And our archived streams can be found on the podcast's our wonderful YouTube channel. Uh, if you don't want to bother with Twitch, just check out greggyandalex.com where I'm going to post all our broadcasts, all our archive videos. Everything's going to go there, so you can just... It's its also actually a Tumblr, so if you have one of those, you can follow that. Uh, or you can follow me on Twitter, at TheGreggiest, to see the new post quickly, and I'm going to put that up every time. And so, if you want to pl- see us play video games, that's where to, where to look. And if you want to suggest maybe video games we should play, Get at me on Twitter, get me at me on the website, there's uh, comments on the website, or you can send us an email, greggy at greggyandalex.com, and give us some suggestions. So that's that, and please give it a try, and if you don't like watching other people play video games, I understand, and it's fine if you don't. Don't worry, buddy, I'm there for you. There's an argument between Chris Hemsworth and one of their buddies. And he runs off, tips off the North Koreans to where these kids are hanging out. Mm-hmm. North Koreans come by with their dads. And the sheriff... Not the North Korean dads. <laughs> the kids' dads. <laughs> hey, you want to embarrass us in front of our dads? It's take your father to war day. <laughs> Having honor in front of your parents is a big thing in our culture. So just let us conquer you, okay? We're really embarrassed. Take your dad to war day. Yeah. Because take your dad to work day is the thing. Yep. <laughs> when you take your retired dad to your office. This week, me and Tom Pickle watch. No, not watch. <laughs> Listen to The Flop House, number 128, featuring Elliot Kalen, Dan McCoy, and Stuart Wellington. Uh, yeah, and this podcast was one where they watched a movie and then they, they ripped on it. They did some uh, goofs and. <laughs> Talked about some stuff based Did on they, it, and then they talked about listener mail, and then they gave some recommendations for other movies. Did you do you listen to these podcasts much? Uh, no, I'm not a podcast guy. I'm all about uh, I'm all about my magic. gaming, my poker, my magic. I thought uh, you stopped playing poker. Well, sometimes uh, maybe there's not a high stakes game of magic going on all the time. 
So I've got to duck into Vegas and, you know, lower myself to those common folks playing these uh, these yeah. poker games. Um, and I, I do kind of want to keep my hand in the game just in case I ever have to go back. Uh, I just want them to see, you know, seven card stud is still out there ready to Texas hold them, which is to say hold them bazongies on those okay, women. Okay, never mind. Okay, sorry. What is your favorite dinosaur? My favorite dinosaur would have to be, uh, um, oh, my favorite dinosaur would have to be the woolly mammoths because, uh. <laughs> they're not really dinosaurs. Well, they're extinct, aren't they? So? Well, they appear in a lot of magic cards and, uh, I, I really love them. So they're my favorite dinosaurs. If I had to choose a second, I think there might be raptors out there. Yeah. On magic cards. Um, I think those are red cards. Is everything you talk about going to be about magic cards? Uh, mostly because that is what I'm obsessed with, and that's what my character True. is. My favorite uh, dinosaur would be kind of like a raptor. Raptor. You might have seen it in Jurassic Park number one, I think, where the one fat dude tries to run off with... Oh, those ones. Yeah, yeah. The one that spit out the, po- the yeah, poison. Yeah, those weren't raptors. Those were some kind of littler dinosaurs yeah. that spit out. And that frill. Those were yeah. cool and creepy. Pretty badass. Yep. Do you, Can you spit poison? I don't know. Let me see. Ow! You spit on me, you asshole. <laughs> nope. Luckily, it's not poison, but it is nasty. You're sick, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Greggy, I don't know how you get people to come on this podcast. You, you bring them in. You don't let them talk about the bazongis they want to talk about. Shut up. You spit on them. Apologize. Um, I'm sorry that this is a kid's zone. Okay, thank you. Next okay. question. So, I don't know this. Which is the movie studio with a lion? I think it's something that starts um, with T. T? I think. Yeah, TriPoint Pictures. Really? No, it's actually MGM has the line. Oh. And it goes, Rawr. Yeah. And then, uh, like, Columbia has the babe with the torch. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Which one is the one with the Pegasus? Do you know that? No. I know. There's also a a studio called Lionsgate. Yeah, they have this giant gate, and you go go into the keyhole, and there's CEO gears. And it goes... Lionsgate. Yeah, so pretty confusing. Yeah. Bad question. I don't know who comes up with these things. Yep. This is a you kind of question. What is a sexiest bear? Oh, shoot. <laughs> um, I gotta say Teddy. Because that's a thing ladies can wear that show off all their assets, if you know what I'm saying. <sighs> also, that's a movie. Teddy? With the, yeah, with the guy. The bear is just a fan woman named Teddy. Or Ted. But still Ted. Oh, Ted? Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a sexy one. He has sex in that movie with real human ladies. That's pretty messed up. I don't know if you... if you <laughs> Don't let your kids watch that. Because nope. uh, it's not for kids. No. But if we're talking about real... When did real... you watch it? Huh? When did you watch it? I watched all those crazy grown-up movies, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm what you could call a real pervo. But uh, I would say the sexiest actual bear... Would be the well, there's this bear that I, the picture of a bear I saw online where they took like a black bear and they shaved it so it looks like just like a, a cat kind of almost. But man, a shaved bear, ooh la la. I would say a grizzly bear. You think that's or, sexy? Or a polar bear, one of those. 
Huh. You're a weird dude, Greggy, but I like it. If you were in the Batman universe, would you vote for Senator Bane? Uh, well, I, I, I agree with a lot of his policies, okay? He's anti-corporation. Um, yeah. He's, Anti-rules. Yeah, he's kind of an anarchist. That would be good because uh, v- betting on magic games is technically against the law. So that isn't cool. Uh, I would love to have Senator Bane change that law. Um, I would like some laws, like no murdering. Oh my god. You're right to choose what I do with my guns and my knives ends at my front door, buddy, okay? If I got a murder, then I got a murder. If you got a murder, I would prefer you didn't, but you got a murder. Then um, why did, how come you can murder, but I can't? Well, because I've, I'm, I'm, I've made millions of dollars before. I can afford to, um, you know, pay out when I murder somebody, Another maybe. Another ratty millionaire. Oh, that's true. That kind of goes against what I was saying earlier about um, being anti-corporate corporations. So I guess, no, I wouldn't vote for Senator Bain. I don't know. I'm kind of ambivalent on it. Because if he got into office, he could get rid of these rules that I don't like. If he stays out of office, then I get to be a corporate fat cat. Well, at least a fat cat with my uh, thick wallet and uh, heavy pockets overflowing with cash money. So it's a, it's a win-win either way. I wouldn't vote for him. No? Who would you yeah. vote for? I would vote for Batman. You'd vote for Batman? Yeah. How, you can't vote for a, an anonymous dude. Nobody knows who he is. That's stupid. Fine. Where's the birth certificate? Fine. I go for Bruce Wayne. Oh, that... Yeah, he'd be a good person to vote for. It's kind of weird how you never see him at night, you know? Yeah. He's always around uh, Bruce Enterprises during the day. Then um, he sneaks away. I don't know. So funny how you never see Bruce Wayne when you see Batman. Why? What are you trying to say? None. Not really. Oh, okay. So, if you were going to start your own terrorist group, which please don't, what would you name it? Uh, I would name it the... <coughs> I've done that. I would name it the Lowland Basilisks. Because unlike their cousins, the the wrathy basilisks turn their victims into puddles of flowstone, and that was would be what I would do to the status quo with me and my terrorist buddies. We would turn, um, you know, society into a puddle. into a puddle of flowstone. What's flowstone? Um, I don't know, lava maybe something like that. We would have to ask Randy Gallagos. He's the only one that would know, but. Definitely the Lowland Basilisks. How about you? What would you choose? I would choose the Gergi Huxtorotrons. Okay, that was a good that was, <laughs> that was a good trick right there because you made me think you were going <laughs> to name it after one of my magic cards that I brought. But you actually named it at your own thing. So, good job. You tricked me, buddy. <laughs> I think the, either of those would be great terrorist organizations. And yeah. I hope we get it together. Um, we can, it's always we can the kind of thing. Together. Yeah, it's kind of like we you can just. Have fun. You just put it off and put it off. Like, now I'll start my terrorist organization next week, the yeah. week after, next month, next year. It's never today. And you got you got to just stop with all the. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, you got to stop that procrastination and just get it done today. <laughs> you know, get the business cards made. Uh, register the web domain, 
Maybe get a square space set up for it. Uh, Maybe rob a bank or two to get enough money. Right, exactly. Well, you could make robbing banks part of your terrorist organization's uh, activities. Yeah, but you had to do that first to get enough money to buy guns. It's kind of the, yeah, it's kind of a a chicken and the egg kind of situation where, you know, I don't have money to buy black market guns, so I can't rob a bank. I can't rob a bank because I don't have black market guns. So you gotta, you gotta figure it out at some point. Go to a gun store, get like... Maybe not a Well, permit. yeah, maybe what you do is you get you and your dudes, you know, your henchmen or whatever, um, you all get jobs at, like, a McDonald's or a Target or something like that. Yeah. You save up for a while, you buy one Uzi, okay, and then... Those are... You want to be able to buy it in a normal gun store. Right, exactly. You need it to be untraceable anyway. So you're going to buy the one Uzi. You know, you hold the Uzi, the other guys maybe... Get Nerf guns, spray painted black, something like that. BB guns and take out the orange part. Yeah, something like that. You get into the uh, bank. You say, give me all the money or this guy gets it. If they don't give it to him, you use the real Uzi to shoot the guy. Uh, You take the money. Then you can buy guns for everybody. Yeah. Um, This is just, I don't know. I've kind of made a lot of money during my life. Um, I know it takes money to make money. I'm just trying to spread this. To the people listening, if they want to start their own terrorist organizations, um, it won't be with as cool a name as the Lowland Basilisks, obviously. But they'll figure out something, and hopefully they'll be able to listen to my advice and uh, get it off the ground. Yeah. Never put off till tomorrow what you can do today, is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. On a completely unrelated subject, it's what that all was. It's not totally what we're going to do tomorrow. Oh. Absolutely not. I got this guy named Dan. He he always wanted to do things like this. Where are you? What are the sodas you would like to mix? Okay, I love to take my pickle juice, mix that right in with um, a second pickle juice, and just chug them both. And I get that rush of energy straight to my brain and heart palpitations. And then I have to go lie down for a while because even though I have a ton of caffeine in me, um, it kind of takes puts my body out of whack. Because I use, uh, let's just say it's it's kind of under the table guarana that I get from these guys, uh, and maybe yeah. it's not guarana so much it is cocaine. Okay, uh, we put what we can in. We, we it's good for you know you take one sip, suddenly you're addicted for life. That's the way to go with any business. Yeah. So that's what we did with pickle juice. Okay, I'm gonna take this on there now. Okay, great. How about you? What do you like to mix together? I would like. Ginger ale and cherry Coca-Cola. You like to mix those? Maybe. Sounds I would, gross. I would like to. Oh, you want to give it a try? Yeah. Okay. Sounds nasty to me, but what do I know? Yeah, what do you know? You want to play magic for a living. <laughs> okay. rude. We're not arguing with the podcaster, okay? <laughs> Whatever, Greggy. Or being rude to the podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> Mr. Hockstetler, please allow me to continue with the interview. You're granted. Great. Okay. What's your favorite way to get corn fed? Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, I think I like corn on the cob. Uh, I just pop it in my mouth, I'll put my teeth around the cob, uh, and then pull it out, and all the corn pops into my mouth. You have to do it twice, one... On, like, north and south, and then east. Not with my teeth, baby. Yeah, your teeth are in, like, a circle. Yeah. I had that done because I love corn so much. Mm. 
My favorite way to go with corn is to stick it in pie or something I can that's so sweet or something that takes it so they I can't taste the corn. Something that makes it so I can't taste the corn. So you take like an apple pie and because you have to eat this corn, you hide it in the apple pie so you don't notice it? Yeah. I think that would just make the apple pie gross, wouldn't it? No. I take I see that there's corn in my mouth, I put it to the side and I focus on the apple. So mm, this tastes good. Corn. Yeah. Maybe you just shouldn't eat corn. That's probably the way to go. <laughs> you know, popcorn's pretty good too. Yeah, that's Especially how I like the movies. that's how I like corn. Uh, popcorn. There we go. We figured it out. Do you wanna write a screenplay? Oh, absolutely, yes. Um Obviously, I would love to see a movie based on my life and just follow the direction that I've taken. Um, I've had a great life story, and I would love to see it on the screen. But then also, I'd love to make a Magic the Gathering movie. Yeah, that would be um, actually pretty cool. Yeah, you get a write a script about mind-bender spores taking over the brains of all the elves and the fairies in the forest. And then, um, like a man-o'-war from the... The ocean can suddenly breathe the air, and he comes up and he fights him. And then you get a Baron Singer vampire coming in. He has to face off against a Sarah Angel, okay? And, you know, attacking doesn't cause her to tap. So she could really go at him, and I think it would be a great battle. I would love to see that, and uh, I'd love to get the plane walkers out there um, doing their special abilities and stuff. I'd love to see them tapping their mana. Um, getting their, their instants and interrupts out there. Love to see the creatures, um, see the, all the different lands that are out there. I would, I would love to see a Magic the Gathering movie that's kind of like, uh, Rock'em Sock'em. Oh, okay. You know, the, no, the movie. Like, uh, about Real, Real Steel. Steel. Kind of like Real Steel. Where each side, have... like, each dude gets out his creature, and each then... wizard, and then they fight each other in the ring. Yeah. Could be good. Okay, maybe we'll write this together, Greggy. You and me. Yeah. And you know I've got the in at Wizards of the Coast, so this could happen. Yep. I would be the Juniper Order Druid. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, man. You put that up against my uh, Pradesh Gypsies. Ooh, that's not good. Um, put that up against my Anne Havoc Constable. Because you know what they say, J- Joskin and the other constables serve with passion, if not with grace. So that would be a great battle, I think. Well, I, can, I would just make it so you can't summon anything, because I untap target lands. <laughs> oh, okay, let's not get into the, you know, I would do this, I would do that. My guy is a force field, my guy is circle of protection red, okay? Let's not get into all that stuff, let's just get on with okay. the interview okay we'd be here all day what movie would you recommend that you liked uh i don't remember the name of it but my favorite movie is uh i think it's like magic buddies or something like that it's where the air bud puppies become wizards and they have to fight against an evil wizard played by harlan wilson harlan williams maybe i don't remember his name exactly but uh so a, it combines, or I mean, it combines two of my favorite things. Cute puppies. And magic. And magic, exactly. Yeah. And uh, 
and I really respect the filmmaker. He does a great job, and I love all of those movies, but most particularly that magic one. Yeah. Whatever it's I, called. I would recommend the Godzilla, the first Godzilla, like the 19-something one, if it was remade. Not like the 2015 one, like... Exactly like the nor the, the one where Godzilla is like a guy in a rubber suit. Those no. kind of ones. The ones I don't know if it was him in a rubber suit or something. Are you the talking about the Matthew Broderick Godzilla from the nineties? Yeah, I think maybe. You're saying I, I I should I will like that movie. I I would like it if like the one where they Godzilla likes whole bunch of eggs. Yeah, that's that nineties guy. Or if you remade it almost exactly like that. Because the okay. 2014 one is made like the Godzilla vs. Mothzilla. Uh huh. But I would like the where Godzilla's mean and lay to a bunch of eggs to take over the world. So you prefer the 90s Godzilla to yeah. last year's one? Well, it's I, an like, interesting take I like right the here. other one, the newer one, a tiny bit more because it has more gra- better graphics. <laughs> Greg, you got the taste of an 11-year-old boy, dude. I don't know what your problem is. Thank you. So we have a segment, I almost forgot to do this, where we make names for the fan, like, name for the fans of the podcast. Name. 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 This show huh. was called something that kind of goes with the name. I see. The Flop House, maybe. So, what are some some other shows? What do they call their fans? Remember. Like uh, that that one show, WTF, with Mark Marin is really popular. I heard the president was on that show. What does he call his fans? Um, I don't really remember. Hmm. I, okay. I wonder if it has anything to do with what it what it stands for. WTF? Uh, what the fuck? Does he have it? Does he? Oh say yeah, anything? they add an er to that. I don't cuss. You don't cuss, Greggy? No. You can't Sometimes say that for me? Sometimes I do. Well, just say it and we'll bleep it out. Go for <laughs> no. it. You're right. I'm what not going to do What the bleepers? Well, you said bleepers. No, pretend that I did. You're like, wow. Come on, Greggy. No. Don't hold out on me. Okay. So, for this podcast, we will do... Mm, the Flop House. Let's see. The Floppers? Floppers. Yeah, that's the obvious one. Um, the Flop House House Guests. The living moms, cause the house. The living moms. And the stay-at-home moms. <laughs> stay at home. The flop house stay-at-home moms. Yeah, I think that's the one. I think we figured it out. I don't think we're gonna come up with better than that. <laughs> so for now on, flop house hosts, you should call your fans the stay the flop house stay-at-home moms. We decided. Yeah. You got any other segments on the show, Greggy? We do have a rating. Usually we have it, you know, the rating one to ten. Yeah, that's a pretty standard rating yeah. system. So one is the best and ten is the worst. That's no, how you do no. it. One is the worst, ten is the best. Oh, okay. Usually, 
So usually we do it one to ten, but pockets are so very very good, very 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 good that we do it not eight to ten. So we if do I it under seven, I would take all your magic cards that are right here. Oh my god! Don't tell me you would pour orange juice on them. I have a glass right here. I know you've had that there this whole time. I've been very worried about it. Because of my past traumatic experiences I've had with orange juice. Get it away from my cards, you son of a bitch. now. Okay. Uh, what would I give the Flophouse episode 128 featuring Dan McCoy, uh, Stuart Wellington, and Elliot Kalen? That's what you're asking me? Yes. Um, I'm going to give it a nine. It's a good podcast. Yeah. Uh, they do funny stuff. Uh, you know, this is me, the guest, saying this, so it's not you, Greggy. You don't have to. I'd say you don't have to dirty your hands saying anything bad about this podcast. But I, I kind of think that the listener mail segment goes on a little long, and uh, mm-hmm. oh, but it's great. It's good to get that connection with your fans. So that's why I give it a I, nine. It's a great. I podcast. would give it a ten. Oh, really? Yep. You liked it I, a lot. I really, really liked it, and but nine is not big enough. Oh, you said the-